Welcome back, everybody, to Nutty Buddy Sports. And on today's episode, I am joined by Jason, the Broncos fan, and Tyler, the Chargers fan. And what we're going to do is we're going to break down the AFC West in our season preview that's coming up right here, right now on Nutty Buddy Sports. Welcome back, everybody, to Nutty Buddy Sports. I am your host, Ryan, and on today's episode, we are going to preview the AFC West. And to do that to me, uh, do that to me, do that with me, to do that with me, I have Jason back for another year. Jason, how's it going? It's going well, going well, Ryan. Good to be here with you today. Yeah, thanks for joining me. You feeling good? You feeling good about the AFC West this year and your Broncos? Absolutely. Yeah. I think it's a real tough division. I love the moves they've made. I'm real excited about this season. Yeah. I'm excited to talk to you guys about it. And with me for the first time with us for the first time, we have Tyler. Tyler, how's it going, man? It's going awesome. I'm looking forward to to talking about the AFC West with you. Yeah. Yeah. We're excited to have you. So tell us, Tyler, who do you root for and why? So I'm a big fan of the Los Angeles Chargers, originally the San Diego Chargers, but uh, of course, they moved, but uh, just been a fan uh, since I was a kid. My dad was a big Dan Fouts fan. I was mm. born in San Diego, um, so just a lot of ties to Southern California. Oh, that's cool. Did did how did you feel about when they moved from San Diego to LA? Uh, I was I was I was really disappointed. I really was. I, I was pretty sad. I think that's the last time I heard my dad cry. If I'm being oh. honest. Okay. Uh-huh. <laughs> Well, sorry you guys had to go through that. <laughs> uh, favorite player? What's, who's your favorite Charger of all time? It's got to be Philip Rivers. I just I think he's awesome. I know he, he. A lot of people don't like him, but I just love the smack talk he put on the field. It was always so clean, but just uh, it got me all always pumped up. Yeah, yeah. Him, him and his what fourteen kids. You know, there, there was always a story with him, though. I actually liked Philip Rivers, too. I liked his unique throwing style, how it was like the, the you know, sidearm kind of throw. Yeah, it was kind of cool. But I also, we were talking a little bit before the podcast, I liked the rivalry between him and Jay Cutler because I was also a big fan of Jay Cutler because of his his arm. I love arm strength, so I, I like those uh, two uh, quarterbacks. Yeah, I always I always loved his throwing motion as well. thought it was a little funny, but it worked. <laughs> Yeah, it reminded me of Dan Marino's, and that's part of the reason why I liked it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. Oh, okay, guys. Well, you guys ready to get into previewing the AFC West? Let's, let's talk, talk about, about the, the AFC, AFC West. West. Ready. Yeah, let's get started. Uh, let's do it. Okay, so let's just get our general thoughts on the division as a whole, okay? So this we don't want to get into too many specifics, but when reviewing this division, um. Let's start with uh, Jason, maybe on this one. How did you feel or what what are your initial thoughts when you started reviewing the AFC West? Yeah, I mean, it's a it's a tough division. I, I think it's the toughest division in the NFL. You know, last year, all four teams were, were either in the playoffs or right there. And, you know, this year, um, same thing. You know, we got uh, three of the four teams are, are uh, really tough. And uh, I, nobody would be surprised if any one of those three um, won the Super Bowl this year. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you, 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 when we previewed last year, you kind of sucked me into the Broncos a little bit and they had that three and O start. 
I'm like, oh yeah, they can totally make the playoffs. And then they kind of collapse a little bit. Yeah. So uh, I don't think that's going to happen this year. Uh, you know, we'll talk about it, but yeah, it's going to be a fun division. How about you, Tyler? How do you feel about the AFC West after reviewing it? Oh man. I just, all, I mean, all off season, they were just at, on all fronts improving every team. I feel got better. And I think it's going to be a really difficult di- division. I really wouldn't be surprised to see the, the winner of the division going to the Super Bowl or, or making a good push at it. Yeah. You know, I, I agree a hundred percent I have the bills still the top of the AFC in the tier on their own, but then it's like all, all four of these teams. I really think four teams could come out of this uh, into the playoffs. I should say all four of these teams could make the playoffs now technically because of the seven teams. So I wouldn't be a hundred percent surprised, but you know, obviously you'd be a little surprised because four teams in any division making the playoffs is ridiculous, but they, they, they all made great moves. I'm really excited to talk about this division with you guys. Definitely. Yeah. So you guys ready to get into the specific teams then? Yeah. Okay. So we're going to pick on Jason here first. Previewing the Denver Broncos. The big question. We're going to talk about the Denver Broncos. So last year, the Denver Broncos missed the playoffs. They were seven and 10. Um, And what we want to talk about first is the big question. So for you, Jason, for your team, the Denver Broncos, what is the biggest question in your mind for the Broncos? Yeah, the biggest question, you know, I have made the big acquisition. I'm wondering how is Russell Wilson going to adjust, you know, to Nathaniel Hackett's offense? You know, Hackett's coming from the Green Bay Packers, a first-time head coach. It's going to be a lot different for him as well, making that adjustment. Obviously, Russell Wilson's by far the best quarterback the Broncos have had since Peyton Manning. There's no need to rehash the quarterback <laughs> since then and all those draft picks that they've made and how bad that's been. So to, to say Russell Wilson's the best quarterback since then is, you know, a no-brainer. But, yeah, we're excited uh, about what Russell Wilson's going to bring this year to the Broncos. And it'll be interesting to see if that passing game opens up more. You know, I think that um, they're going to have to in this division. There's going to be a lot of points scored from all these offenses. And so uh, they're going to have to try and keep up with the weapons that they have around uh, Russell Wilson and the, the passing game and, um, you know, the electric uh, running back that they have as well. Um, they should be able to uh, put that together, but it's going to be a matter of what that offensive scheme looks like. Uh, and now I think that they actually have a quarterback that can actually uh, make that offensive scheme work. Yeah. Yeah. Great points. Uh, they finished, I think 19th in total offense last year and the defense was like eighth. Um, so it was the offense definitely that was lagging behind the defense. Um, but you'd think someone like Russell Wilson would fix that. And that's a really good question, uh, which I'll just piggyback on that. That was sort of my question. Russell Wilson, is he the missing piece? That's what we're, that's really the big question. Was that Mm -hmm. addition enough to make them, uh, the top of the AFC to compete for Super Bowls? Uh, Tyler, what's your big question for the Broncos? A very similar question. Will Russell cook? I mean, is is he going to be able to perform like he was in Seattle here in 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 Denver? Will they have the pieces around him to really uh, allow him to, to to do what he does? Yeah, who did they lose recently? Uh, Tim Tim Patrick Patrick. Yeah, he got injured, but they still got Judy and uh, Sutton and KJ Hamler. No, Fant was traded, right? Fant was traded. Yeah, yeah. 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 KJ Hamler is a big. Uh, Rookie, you know, well, second year now, so expecting big things out of him too. 
Yeah, and you mentioned uh, Javante Williams, right? Mm-hmm. The running back there. I really like him. So, yeah, we'll see. That is a big question. Favorite off-season move? Uh, let's start. Jason, let's go back to you. What was your favorite off-season move that the Broncos made? I mean, obviously the big one there, Russell Wilson, right? But, I mean, you know, they also kind of stole Randy Gregory, you know, um, totally unexpected, uh, grabbing him, uh, help out with that pass rush. So uh, just just throwing that one out there as well. You know, it wasn't just Russell. They were also able to grab uh, a big-time uh, um, pass rusher and Randy Gregory. Okay. Okay. How about you, Tyler? You got one? Yeah, I had the same thing. I put Randy Gregory. Um, I like the Russell Wilson move. But I, sometimes I wonder if maybe they they paid a little too much for him. So that's why I really like the Randy Gregory. I think they gave him a big contract, but I think he should he should really help them, especially with some top tier other quarterbacks uh, getting after them in that division. Yeah, that's the thing is like it was funny when you when we looked at these teams, like both sides of the ball were being worked on because of I think each each uh, team in this division had a prolific offense. So they were working on their defense and then they were also working on their offense as well, which was pretty cool. Um, I also had Russell Wilson and I sort of had Randy Gregory. I'm a little lukewarm on him. Uh, I guess I'll, I'll explain why in the next category, because uh, I had to pick something. Um, well, let's, let's just get into it. Least favorite off season move. Uh, let's go talk about our least favorite offseason move for them. And let me just make my case here. I know I was going to start with you, Jason, but maybe you can talk me out of this. So Randy oh Gregory, they signed Red- <laughs> Randy Gregory. I like him. He's a good pass rusher, but he has 16.5 sacks total in the last five years. He had three last year. He had six the year before. He, I think he had the three the year before that. So I, I like that they're getting pass rushers. Um, I, I like the signing. I think it's being a little bit overstated, if that makes sense. Uh, so it's not that I hated it, it because I didn't think they had a lot of bad moves, to be honest with you. So I just looked at him like maybe this move's just a little overrated because the stats doesn't match the stature of player that everybody's selling. True, true. Yeah, I guess you could say that, you know, sometimes a player does get overhyped. You know, you look at like a guy like Jadavion Clowney, you know, he's got mm-hmm. all this hype, but then the numbers don't always match up with with the hype. But I hope that the, the presence of Randy Gregory on that line, you know, helps everybody. You know, you expect a player like that to impact uh, everybody across the board. So maybe he doesn't get the numbers, but maybe the overall defensive front, you know, steps up. Yeah, yeah, I could see that. Yeah. Uh, do you have a least favorite move other than mine? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. You know, I, I, I was uh, similar to what Tyler was saying. You know, the Broncos did give up a lot when they got uh, Russell Wilson. And, you know, I really did hate to see Noah Fant uh, getting into, added to that trade. You know, I, I don't know if they could have kept him, obviously not in the negotiation room, but uh, certainly would have liked to have seen them been able to, to maybe, you know, move a different piece to keep Noah Fant around. So now they, they did draft a uh, rookie and they also um, are getting some pretty good word from, uh, I don't, haven't heard this name pronounced out loud, but Albert uh, Oquegbenham, <laughs> my best <laughs> shot at it. But uh, Russell Wilson's really liking him so far. And he's supposedly another speedster at uh, tight end. So maybe, maybe the Broncos saw that they have a similar player already in house and uh, felt more comfortable moving on from Fant there. Okay. Yeah. That, that 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 was a big loss for them. I love Fant. He was he was a, a really good tight end for the Broncos. Uh, Tyler, you got a least favorite offseason move for the Broncos? 
again, really, similar. I, the, the trade for Russell Wilson, they gave up a lot for him, and Noah Fant was one of them. Um, uh, we'll see. It, it very much, to, to me, puts them in like a win-now situation, this trade for Russell Wilson, uh, because of those draft picks, as well as the players. So that was my least least favorite move, was giving up what they did for, for Wilson, especially when I saw some other quarterbacks on the market maybe they could have gone for gotten a better deal i don't know if they're the same caliber as russell wilson but perhaps maybe they could have gotten a better deal on them. yeah because i don't know if you need like with that defense and those weapons did you need a russell wilson type of quarterback to get you over the hump probably not like you could have maybe got a little cheaper of a quarterback but it's hard also to pass up someone like russell wilson it's Sort of like a double-edged sword. If they win a Super Bowl, it's going to be worth it. So that's so true. So yeah. true. Yeah. Um. Let's see here. I already talked about my least favorite move. Uh. Let's go to uh. Let's go to our next category. Success or failure. What will make uh the season a success or a failure for the Denver Broncos, Jason? In your mind, what's going to make it a successful season? Yeah, so, you know, that offense coming together, um, you know, they're going to definitely have to put up some points. Uh, so we're making sure that, uh, you know, Russell Wilson is able to to pick this up. They got the right scheme to uh, compete against those defenses uh, there in the division and obviously outside of it, too, facing these other tough teams that they're going to have to face. But uh, that's the biggest thing. You know, the defense still really isn't a big question. You know, they're going to play well enough. You know, it's it's a tough uh, division for sure, as we talked about with the other offenses. But uh, the defense will be able to hold up uh, pretty well, from I feel. So that that offense is really going to have to step up, just like what they expected them to do last year, and it didn't happen. So it's going to have to happen this year. Yeah. No, uh, I actually agree with that. That's what I had. The offense, uh, like I said before, they were 19th last year. The defense was eighth, so the offense really let the defense that defense down. Uh, I do. Okay. I like Russell Wilson. I think he's like a second tier quarterback. I think he, sometimes he gets in put in the first tier. And I think sometimes that's people overrate him, but I think obviously he's like you said, the best quarterback they have. So for, for even if they move up to 10, that's and then they keep their defense in the top 10, they're going to be fine. Like that's, that's all you need from Russell uh, Wilson. I almost said Westbrook. <laughs> different sport, different sport. T- Tyler, what about you? Uh, what do you got? Uh, would make a successful season or failure for the Broncos? Definitely. I think for a successful season, they, they need a, I don't see them winning the division, but they need a wild card spot uh, making the playoffs. Um, if that off, if that offense doesn't come again, mm-hmm. Russell Wilson, then that's, that's going to make it a failure, a, a big, not good. But I, I really don't see that happening though. I really do see them as a wild card playoff. Yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. So, so we all kind of have the same thing, then, right? The offense really needs to come, and they got to play better than uh, bottom what twelve, thirteen offense. They got to be in that top fifteen range. Okay, so let's do our predictions. So, I looked up some uh, online, uh, and the the uh, people who are smart that predict these things, they had ten wins as the marker. So let's start with you, Jason, over under 10 wins. Yeah, I went through the schedule and um, that's exactly what I came up with as well, actually, was the uh, 10 wins. Okay. And, um, 
you know, so I'm thinking, you know, if it's over under 10, right. So I'm, I would go with the uh, over on that. You know, I think Russell Wilson can those 50, 50 games that they're, they're going to be involved with. I think Russell Wilson can uh, come through and uh, possibly get them 11, 12 wins. Okay. Perfect. Okay. So, so you, you felt like it was right where it should be. But yeah. You're gonna I go feel like it was right where it was at when I was looking at the schedule. Okay. Perfect. Uh, Tyler, what about you? Um, yeah, I had him. I had him right at ten wins. Um, I, the thing is, when I was doing my this research and putting uh, these my thoughts together, I did this prediction before I, I really looked into the team. Once I looked into the team and, and then looked at their their schedule a little bit more in depth, I do see them winning maybe eleven games, maybe going over. Um, but again, that's going to come down to some of those fifty fifty games and whether or not they can really um, just make it happen. Yeah. No, that's true. That's true. So I went under, but I think 10 is the right number. That's the problem. So like, I was like, oh, this is, this is where I think they're going to be. I think they're going to be 10 and seven, honestly, but I only went under just because I was like, when I, when I finished the division, I can't have every team going over, you know what I'm saying? So I was like, okay, so there's gotta be a, a team or two that goes under. So nine and eight, I have them as, but honestly, I, I think 10 the right number. I think you guys are right. Um, I just like this division is going to be so hard. So, so yeah, sorry, Jason. Tough. What's that, Jason? Yeah, it's going to be a real tough division. I'm, I'm right there at it. You know, I'm a realist with the team. I'm not, uh, you know, oh, undefeated season. You know, <laughs> I'm looking at uh, 10 wins as well. Okay, per- perfect. Oh, okay, you guys ready to move on to the San, uh, San Diego, the LA Chargers? You're going to make me cry. <laughs> I know, I know. I'm trying. I'm trying. Okay. Previewing the LA Chargers. The big question. Okay, let's start with the Chargers. Okay, so uh, Tyler, I'm going to hit you with all these questions to start out with because you're the Charger fan. So tell me for you, Tyler, what is the Los Angeles Chargers biggest question for the season? So the biggest question is, will the Chargers charger? We all know what that means. They have a good team. They have all the pieces and they find a way to lose. And they've done it so many seasons. Uh, so many seasons. So will they do it again this year? I don't know. I feel like uh, with the how they've addressed the defense, offense has stayed the same. I don't think they will, but I've said that my entire life every season, and usually I'm wrong. So big question, will they charge her once again? That's hilarious. Can they avoid char- chargering? That's what I put on my thing. Like literally, that's, that's my biggest question. Uh, this team, I love their roster. But the problem is, is for some reason they love to shoot. Uh, I don't know if they have any toes left, but they keep shooting <laughs> themselves in the foot, you know, over the years. So, yeah, that's the biggest question for, for your team, I think. Um, what about you, uh, Jason? You got a you got a big question for the Chargers? Yeah, I mean, I, you know, I was thinking about, uh, you know, fantasy football wise, like who's going to be Austin Eckler's backup? You know, <laughs> maybe it's uh, Isaiah uh, Spiller. You know, he's really uh, impressing. But now for uh, reg- regular um, football season in general, um, my biggest question with them was, you know, they were really bad at stopping the run mm-hmm. uh, last year when I looked at it. You know, they were uh, 28th. And uh, I know they tried to make some moves to, to sign some folks to fill those gaps. And it uh, looks like they have improved in that area. Their secondary is one of the best in the NFL. It's going to be really, really tough uh, in that division. But that's the biggest question that I saw. 
Okay. Yeah, no, that's a good one. When I was doing research for that, I was like, so I looked at all their signs. I'm like, well, they did hit it hard in free agency, but we'll see if those moves really yeah. help help them. I agree with that. The run defense being, I think if they're going to charge her, they're going to do it with their run defense. At least that's what they did last year. So we'll see if, if they can fix it. Yeah. Who, who I read a, read a, a sentence where it said, uh, Something about Rex Burkhead running all over their defense is like, oh, that must not. Have... I don't remember that, but uh, hopefully you forgot about that time. <laughs> I tried to forget. Okay, perfect. Okay, let's talk about our next uh, topic here. Favorite off-season move. Favorite off-season move. Let's Tyler. What's your favorite off-season move for the Chargers? Well, really, this they made so many big moves in free agency this year. Um, J.C. Jackson, Cleo Mack. Um, those were really good, but I think the one that stood out to me a little bit more less talked about was the Sebastian Joseph day, um, at their uh, tackle position, defensive tackle. He's really going to stuff, stop the run, help them with that, really address that specific need that they have. I think that's going to make a big difference maker or be the big difference maker for their team. JC Jackson, Cleo Mack, uh, Cleo Mack are awesome and I love them, um, but maybe just for the sake of having a little bit of a different favorite move, Sebastian Joseph Day. Yeah, I like that one. I like that one. Um, what about you, um, Jason? Uh, what What is your favorite move that the Chargers made? Yeah, them getting Khalil Mack. You know, I mean, he was gone out of the AFC West. Never have to, you know, face him again, and now he's back. You know, back uh, to have to uh, deal with again. So, uh, you know, I was really sad to see that uh, that take place. Uh, I was so happy to see him go the first time, <laughs> but uh, yeah, a huge move for the Chargers. Yeah, the Chargers did a good job, I think, just like fixing their defense. I have all their defensive move as like my favorite, like J.C. Jackson, Khalil Mack. I have uh, Joseph Day, Austin Johnson, Troy Reader. I just think like they they uh, made a point. Tro- Troy Reader. Uh, is it sounds like a blitzing linebacker, which means that he's going to fill gaps and get to. They're going to try to use him to get to the quarterback, which is smart when you have to play Russell Wilson and Patrick Mahomes twice a year. You know, uh, Derek Derek Carr to a lesser extent, but those two guys I think are clearly better than Derek Carr. So yeah, I I loved what they did on the defensive side of the ball. Um, yeah, yeah. That, was a, that that was my favorite. The, the, the defense. Seeing a good defense. Defenses win championships, so that's what I'm hoping for. Yeah, I think I think you're right about that. So let's talk about our next talk topic for the Chargers. Least favorite offseason move. Um, least favorite offseason move. So what was uh, your least favorite offseason move, Tyler, for the Chargers? Well, this one was a tough one for me because there were so many moves I just loved. So um, I, I had I. I'll, I'll talk about Khalil Mack. That was a big cap hit. So they they paid a lot. Uh, they didn't have to spend a whole lot in draft picks, but I feel like the cap hit. Um, I'm hoping that doesn't – I don't remember how long the contract is, but I'm hoping that doesn't affect them moving forward, especially with his injury. Um, injuries he's been dealing with in the past. Um, so Khalil Mack, awesome guy to have, but if he gets injured, that's a lot of money to spend on somebody – gets injured a lot. No, yeah, that's true. That's a good point. What about you, uh, Jason? Yeah, as we talked about, they made a lot of moves to um, beef up their uh, defensive line and, and get some uh, 
um, as well as the the trade that they made. But uh, when I was reviewing what they did and their roster moves, uh, didn't look like they did much to address the offensive line depth. Uh, so you know they're they're going to be really relying on those guys to stay healthy, and we know that's uh, there's always injuries. You know that's very rare that there's not uh, injuries to the offensive line. So that was uh, what came up for me. Okay. Yeah. I, I think that I read somewhere that the right tackle seems to be like the, the up in the air position that they don't know who's going to play it. Like they're, they're struggling a little bit with that. Uh, so that's a good one. Uh, I put uh, not re-signing Kaiser white. So I read a little up a little bit on him. So that was the linebacker. They kind of let go for uh, to sign uh, Troy reader, but it sounds like, and you know, maybe Tyler, you know a little bit more about him than I do, but he was like a lone bright spot in the defense last year that like could stop the run. He had like 90 solo tackles or something like that. And uh, he signed for a one year, $1.3 million deal with the Eagles. So he, he was very cheap, uh, but they went with Troy reader instead, I guess, which I don't know why you couldn't have signed both of them, you know, like on that small of a deal. So I was just like, it's a little nitpicky, I guess this is a nitpicky move, but I was like, this is a move that like he's young, why wouldn't you take a chance on him if, you know, he played good for you? So I was surprised they didn't try to resign uh, Kaiser White. Yeah, I agree. I, I like, I think that's another one of my least favorite moves. <laughs> but again, all of those moves to they come down to kind of nitpicking. Yeah. Little, little details, you know, there's not like a big glaring. No, no. If we're, if, if we're talking about like, who are we talking about? Uh, oh, uh, me and Avery, we were talking about the Jets off season, and we're like, he he picked like two kickers. They signed two kickers to camp. As it's like, well, you know, like if that's what you're nitpicking at, then you had a pretty good off season. And it's just the same with like the Chargers. It's like if you're if you're talking about maybe their offensive line, they could have got a little bit more depth, or or the the linebacker that they should have signed for one million dollars and not let go. It means that they had a good off season. We're just picking something within the category, you know? Yeah, right. Success or failure? Okay, Tyler, what will make the Chargers season a success or a failure? They just need to, they got to put it all together. Um, I have them uh, winning the division, making it to the AFC championship game against the Bills. And I will be rooting so hard for, for them to pull through on that and only time will tell, but that's what I have will make it a success. They need to they need to make a playoff run. Uh, Justin Herbert, he's going to be due for a big contract the next couple of years, so their window is going to be closing on the talent that they can afford to have on that team. So they need to they need to go they need to strike now. Yeah, no, uh, that that's that's a that's a good barometer. What about you, Jason? for a successful season for the Chargers. Yeah, something I already already mentioned earlier about them, you know, not being able to stop the run. That was the biggest thing, you know, those uh, guys that they signed, you know, seeing if they can actually step up, fill those gaps and, you know, create that that solid defense. I mean, if they do that, they're already hard to pass on. They're going to be really tough to beat if they fix that front. Yeah, no, that so, yeah, the, hopefully that, you know, the moves they did not for your sake, Jason, but for Chargers fans sake, that, that moves they did will fix that problem. Um, I have playoffs. I, I don't know. Like, I think anyone in this division surprisingly probably could win it. So I'm not like holding them 
you know, I'm more of like who who you play against versus how far you get. That's uh, like the the Bills last year losing to the Chiefs. A lot of people are like, oh, they should have got to the NFC. Chance. It's like you lost to this, like the Kansas City Chiefs. Like, I mean, it doesn't matter how far you get. It matters who you lose to, in my opinion. So I think for for the Chargers um, uh, playoffs, they got to get to the playoffs. They They made the moves to get there. That's what will be a successful season. Get those young players you have, including Herbert, get him some playoff experience. Uh, and if you end up going up against the Bills, that's a good team to kind of like, you know, it's like a they both will try to shoot themselves in the foot, you know, like, so hopefully the Chargers can outlast the bills in that regard, like not shooting themselves in the foot because that's the other franchise that likes to do that too. So. Yeah. Yeah. Well, hopefully, hopefully they can, <laughs> maybe all their experience in shooting themselves in the foot will, will pay off. They'll know how not to do it. Finally. <laughs> you would think so. Okay. I did forget to ask uh, for the Broncos. Did we, did anybody have any additional questions for the Broncos? I forgot to ask that. Um, I totally pushed that to the side you had one tyler go ahead yeah just i'm just curious to see how their offensive line is going to do this year i know russell wilson wasn't a big fan of the seahawks offensive line last season the past few and so i think that'll be a big determining factor and how well russell wilson's going to do there in in uh, denver okay yeah nice jason do you have a go ahead yeah yeah, it was, uh, you know, looking at their linebacking core, you know, they they lost Alexander Johnson, who was huge for them, Kenny Young, but uh, they will be getting back uh, Josie Jewell, who, you know, was out for pretty much the whole season. And they also added um, Christian Harris uh, from Alabama, as well as signed Alex Singleton. But, um, you know, they, they also lost Shelby Harris in that trade. You know, we already talked about all the pieces they, they uh, gave away to um, – Seattle, well, not gave away, but, you know, traded away <laughs> yeah, yeah. For, for Russell Wilson. So, yeah, that, that linebacker core, seeing how it can come together uh, in the middle of the field on that defense was the biggest uh, question. Okay. Yeah, okay. I, I had – um. Do, do we trust Nathaniel Hackett to be a head coach? This is the first time uh, it always uh, that he's a head coach. It always scares me when the offensive coordinator of a great quarterback – goes to a team and they're like, Oh, that guy's going to be a good, a good head coach. It's like, are you good? Or is the quarterback that you coached good? Like when uh, Adam Gase, remember he was supposed to be like the hot young coordinator because he worked with Peyton Manning, I think in Denver. Right. That was, yeah. And then like, and then he just like, he was, you know, he's not even in the league anymore. So that, that would be my biggest question. Uh, like, what are we getting from this coaching staff? Is it going to be good, or is it sort of like, is he just a product of Aaron Rodgers? So, I wonder that same thing. Yeah, yeah, it's a kind of a big question. Okay, uh, any additional questions for the Chargers? Let's ask that. Any additional questions for the Chargers? Anyone has? Go ahead, uh, Tyler. Um, a couple. You know, the right tackle. You mentioned that earlier, Ryan. Um. Who's it going to be? Is he going to, is he going to hold up? Um, Matt going to stay healthy, the run defense. Who's going to be their running back behind Austin Eckler? I'm really mm-hmm. curious to find that out. Joshua Kelly or Isaiah Spiller. Um, I've been hearing a lot of good things about him. So I'm, I'm really hopeful. Um, I think I might target him in my fantasy league, <laughs> um, but hopefully no one in my fantasy league hears that. <laughs> <laughs> 
Yeah. yeah, that's the problem. Uh, yeah, I'm I'm gonna have to look into him. Um, but Eckler, you know, if he he's he can be good too. So anyway, but yeah, uh, but Spiller can be a good. You're saying maybe a good late round flyer is what you're. you're that's kind of what I'm thinking. Is yeah, if if Eckler gets injured, then he could be pretty good. Yeah, and Eckler kind of does have an injury bug here and there throughout the season. So um, absolutely. Okay, nice. Okay, let's talk about uh I don't have any question any additional questions for the Chargers you Jason. No, no additional questions. I'm okay, sure. perfect. Okay, let's talk uh, then about predictions of over under predicting the record. 10 wins for the Chargers as what I found. So Tyler, let's start with you. Over under 10 wins. Definitely over. Perfect season, not really actually. <laughs> I'm 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 thinking more like 13 wins. I went through the the teams that they play accounting for um i think early se- early in the season i think they're going to um lose to a, a bad team and but i'm hoping that that kind of amps them up for the rest of the season so that they can really play well so i'm thinking 13 and 4 be the okay. end of the season okay nice uh jason over under 10 yeah i had them over as well um i went through their schedule and i had them at 11 uh wins myself so i yeah, still uh Pretty good, pretty strong. Yeah, uh, I'm with you, Jason. I had him at eleven as well. Uh, seven, I'm uh, yeah, over eleven and seven, somewhere that. I'm I'm almost more confident about their over than I am about the Broncos under that I picked. <laughs> if that makes sense. Like I'm more com- confident, which is funny because I don't know why I would be confident in the Chargers <laughs> considering their their uh, charging. So. Um, yeah. Do you think, um, they have the highest ceiling and that's a good additional question. Maybe like, do you think the chargers have like, like they have the high, highest ceiling in this division? Yeah, go ahead, Tyler. Oh, um, I do. I really do. And I know, I, I, I know I have such a bias for them, but I, I'm trying to like, you know, hold back some of my excitement, but I really do. I really think that they just, they, they look so good on paper that that ceiling really is is up there what do you think jason yeah when you look at all the rosters uh, they do look like they're the most complete team on paper uh in my opinion as well uh, i do have them picked to win the division uh this year as well also so yeah they they're uh looking pretty strong okay well you must have a really close division if the broncos have 10 or 11 wins and they have 11 wins and i'm interested to see what you say about the next two teams Okay, you want to get into the next team? Previewing the Las Vegas Raiders. The big question. Okay, let's do it. So let's talk about the Las Vegas Raiders. They finished second in the division last year. I didn't mention that the Chargers were 9-8, or maybe I did, I don't remember. But anyway, uh, they played that last game to get into the playoffs, and the Chargers lost, the Raiders won. So I think the Raiders got in the playoffs last year. Uh, but they finished 10-7. and seven. Uh, so what is the big question? So I'm uh, what I'm going to do from here on out, we're going to go just go get back and forth. So let's start with uh, Tyler on this one. Uh, what is your biggest question for the Las Vegas Raiders? Um, how will the reunion between Derek Carr and Devontae Adams go? I'm really looking forward to, to finding out. I really think it could be, be some big things happening there. Okay, yeah. Yeah, they, they traded a lot for him, so we'll see what happens. How about you, Jason? 
Yeah, I mean, my biggest concern with them is that that offensive line, it was bad last year, and they they didn't do anything to improve it. It could be the worst in the NFL. So that's my biggest question. Yeah, yeah, that's that's a good point. Uh, I had Derek Carr, is he going to be that guy? Like, I kind of like him, but I, I think, like, he's a Matthew Stafford light type of player where he, he shows flashes that he can be a solid quarterback, and then there's moments that you just don't know, but – some of that is because his offensive line isn't always great. Uh, and sometimes he just doesn't have the weapons. Like he had a really good start of the year before Henry Ruggs. I be- no, it wasn't. Was it Ruggs? He yeah. had that car. Yeah. And then it just kind of went downhill, which you can't necessarily blame him because that that's a huge part of the off season and the offense that when you lose someone like that off your team, but he, he is the type of quarterback. I think that just needs everything kind of set around him and he can be good. He can lead a team to the playoffs, but he needs that. And uh, so it is, you know, other than the question mark at offensive line, which is important, the rest of his weapons are so good. Uh, this this is kind of like, you know, as good as it's going to get. So can he be that guy to win a playoff game, to get over the hump, to win this division? So is Derek Carr that guy? That's my question. Favorite offseason move. Okay, let's go to our next one then. Uh, favorite off-season move for the Raiders. Let's start with you, Jason. What's your favorite off-season move? Yeah, I had a, a couple on my list, actually. Re- the re-signing of uh, Max Crosby. I really like him. I think he's a really good player. And then uh, the, them adding Chandler Jones as well. Yeah, I thought that one was really good because, again, the the <laughs> – the division you're in, you got to get to the quarterback. So you put uh, Max Crosby with uh, Chandler Jones, and they're gonna they're, that's gonna be a good duel as well. They, there's a lot of good pass rushing duels in this division. Uh, Tyler, what about you? What's your favorite uh, off season move for the the Raiders? My favorite move for him was for Devontae Adams. I really think he's I think he's gonna be a game uh, changer for Derek Carr. And I mean, I was I was really bummed when I saw that they had traded for him knowing that he was going to be in the same division as the Chargers. I really I really think that's going to be a good connection. And going back to, to Derek Carr last year with Henry Ruggs, and he was doing really good. He was playing uh, like a good quarterback. And so now that he's got someone who's better than Henry Ruggs, I think really raises his ceiling of what he can do. So oh. Devontae Adams. Yeah, yeah. No, I had both those moves down, you know. I like both those moves. The only the only question mark I have with Adams is the same one. Like, is he going to end up like Greg Jennings, Mike Wallace, these prolific receivers that when they move from their Hall of Fame quarterbacks, they're just not the same player? That's the only question I have with Devontae Adams. Now, maybe it's no, but, you know, it is nice when you have Aaron Rodgers throwing you the football. <laughs> you know, he makes you look good. So um, yeah. we'll see how that turns out. Uh, let's see. Uh, let's go. Any, any other good moves in free agency? I, I think I hit everybody, right? Okay, perfect. Okay. Let's just do the least favorite move. Least favorite off season move. Um, let's start with Tyler on this one. Tyler, what was your least favorite off season move by the, the Raiders? Least favorite move was actually the hiring of Josh McDaniels for their head coach. Okay. Just, I'm really not a, I, I mean, I don't, I don't know if maybe Jason would agree. Josh McDaniels didn't do so great with the Broncos. Um, you look at his best years in, in, um, for New England, he had Tom Brady and he was under Belichick. So I, I think most of his success is due to that. When, when they lost Tom Brady, I, I didn't see anything that made him any, any more special than, 
than the next guy. So I really don't see that being a good move for them, especially after John Gruden. Um, they had all that controversy. I just, Josh McDaniels, I'm not a big fan. Um, I'm actually happy they hired him because I hope it makes the Raiders not good. <laughs> That's a good point. Jason, you have some of that? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. You know, when he came to the Broncos, he was wearing the uh, the uh, hooded uh, shirt and it looked like he was trying to be Belichick when he came to to the Broncos. You know, I, I don't know that he was uh, fully comfortable with himself, maybe. I don't know. It was really weird, you know, seeing him do stuff like that, like he was trying to be another Belichick instead of himself. Maybe he's changed with the uh, with time. But yeah, I'm, I was not impressed either. Yeah, at the very least, yeah, like you said, Tyler, it could be a good thing that the Raiders hired Josh <laughs> McDaniels. Again, it's that Nathaniel Hackett type question, like, is this guy good just because of his environment or is he actually good? McDaniels did have a chance to show that. Now, let, let me ask you, Jason, was that when was that Tim Tebow? Yes. OK, OK. So there is there is also that aspect of it where there is this sort of like bigger than life character that like you kind of had to deal with that maybe most coaches don't have to deal with. You wonder how much like him trying to be Belichick and also all the drama that you got to kind of build your offense and your team around this guy who is such a unique player that can't throw the ball really good, but can win games somehow. So you just don't know what to do. Go ahead, Jason. Yeah. So yeah, he traded up for Tebow. So he, he kind of put that on himself. Yeah, that's fair. <laughs> that's fair. Yeah. Tyler. It, and then seeing, too, the, the controversy with him and the Colts. I mean, yes. that was just a few years ago. Mm-hmm. And he he was going to be the head coach and then backing out. I mean, there's just all these things with him that just, um, they don't fly. They don't fly with me. Yeah. No, I agree. I'm, I'm not a big fan of that hiring either. Um, Let's see. Jason, you have a least favorite offseason move? Yeah, yeah. I actually have the Devontae Adams move as my least favorite. And it's because I feel like when you make a move like that, it's because you feel like you're you're one player away. You can like the Broncos feel like they're one player away. So they made a sacrifice and got Russell Wilson. I don't think the Raiders are, are Devontae Adams player away from a Super Bowl. So he's, you know, he's starting to get closer to the back end of his career. They gave up a lot. They could have drafted a young receiver. They could have helped that horrible offensive line with the picks they traded away. So I feel like they gave up a, a lot for him when they could have really, it was a great draft for receivers. So I think that they could have drafted one, continue to build uh, that way, uh, just because I don't think they're one player away. So they're going to have to prove everybody wrong and, and see if that actually does, makes a difference. Yeah, I actually uh, like that. So uh, how did you feel about the Dolphins train for Tyree Kill? I got that same thing. No, I think that was pretty good. You know, <laughs> the Dolphins are more talented than you think, actually. <laughs> you know, I think that that one was pretty good um, on, on the Dolphins side. Okay, okay. Let's get let, – let me bring it back to the Raiders. <laughs> yeah, shoot, I was like, oh, man, same thing. Okay. Oh, no. Okay, so um, on that note, I, I have a trading – Brian Edwards, the young wide receiver that they had for a fifth round pick. I know he wasn't, his, you looked at his numbers. He wasn't like, you know, super like statistically great, but he had moments. I thought he showed flashes that he can be a pretty solid wide receiver in this league. Um, and just to kind of give him up for a fifth round pick, you know, not even keeping on with injuries and stuff. Like you said, could, could they have just kept him and worked with him? and use the picks elsewhere for, for linemen and stuff. I don't know. There, there's flashes. I actually liked him whenever I watched the Raiders last year. So I don't know. I, I just think getting rid of a young wide receiver, I think it's his third year in the league. This is going to be his third year. So 
I don't know why they traded him away for a fifth round pick. So uh, that was one of my least favorite moves that they made. Okay. Are you guys ready for the next topic? Success or failure? <laughs> okay, let's do it. Okay. What will make the season for the Raiders a success or failure? Let's uh I've i lost track, so we'll just start with Tyler. I'll restart the cycle. Go ahead, Tyler. Tell me tell me what's gonna make the, the Raiders season a success or failure. What'll make it a success is that Devontae Adams, it, it needs to pay off. So there needs to be that connection between Derek Carr and, and him, and they need to win games. And again, it just like pretty much every team in this division playoffs you got to make the playoffs mm-hmm. um, and if they're not going to make the playoffs then they need to tank so they get some draft picks for the next season because uh, the time's going to run out with Devonte and um so make it either either tanking really bad or at least making the playoffs now do do they have their first round pick next year or did they trade that in the adams trade too was it two first or just a first you no know, i don't i don't know i think it might have just been one okay yeah Okay. So, yeah, so that's a good one because you got to make it worth the, the, even like that's the thing as a dolphin fan, not to bring it back to the dolphins, but they made a big trade for a wide receiver is like, as long as the connection is good, then it's worth it. Like if it's a great connection. So if, if Carr and Adams have a great connection, that's worth it. And then obviously that would hopefully you think would just lead to wins. That's what you hope then. Right. So yeah, I'm with you on that one. How about you, Jason? Yeah, similar thought on that. You know, I think that um, uh, of all the teams, this is the one that really has to score points. And, you know, that and making that trade, you know, making that come through uh, with Devontae uh, to put them over the over the top. Uh, I think there was a lot of pressure uh, on this offense. Yeah, yeah, I agree with both you guys. I will say that I, I'll also have um, making the playoffs, which is, you know, the – you made the playoffs last year. You can't trade and then go backwards. You know, like that's just, you shouldn't, yeah, you shouldn't be doing that. So you got to make the playoffs this year. And I just wanted to say, yes, it's just this year's first that they traded. So it wasn't too first. So that, that, that's good. So yeah, they, they got to make the playoffs for the, this season to make sense. You can't be moving backwards. Mm-hmm. Okay. Any additional, Oh, sorry, Tyler. What was that? Oh, I just said absolutely in agreement with what you said. <laughs> Absolutely. That's what I like to hear. I agree with everything you say, Ryan. <laughs> everything okay. you said, Ryan, is perfect. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, any additional questions for the Raiders? No, I didn't have any. Oh, go ahead, Tyler. Uh, the offensive line. Um, they That offensive line needs to improve. Um, and if they improve, will that improve uh, their running back, Jacobs? Because they, they're just they're, – to keep up, they, they need – to score points. And so that offensive line, I think will be um, their biggest downfall. Okay. Okay. I like that one. I have, um, do they move on from Derek Carr if they have a bad season and Carr is part of the reason Uh, that's been like, I know they just gave him a deal, but that has been like in the NFL like ether forever. Like, you know what I'm saying? It's just like always been, Oh, you know, the trading Derek Carr, trading Derek Carr, John Gruden wants to trade Derek Carr. So I'm just like, when is the point when you're like, listen, we got to try a different quarterback back here. So I'm just wondering if it doesn't work out this season, do they look to move Carr, or are they just going to wait on that? Go ahead, Tyler. Yeah, no, I think that's a good one. And I think with Josh McDaniels here, um, if he doesn't do good, he's known to, to move on. 
So he showed that when he was with the Broncos. Yeah, yeah, fair point, fair point. Predicting the record. Okay, let's do over-unders. Uh, we'll start with uh, you, Jason. Uh, uh, the Raiders had an 8.5 over-under wins uh, that I found. So do you have over-under for the Raiders? Yeah, so as you said, they had a lot of teams close in this division, so somebody's got to go. And so I got the Raiders being the one that uh, doesn't work out so well for them uh, uh, the way I looked at it and their schedule. I have them way under. I have them at four wins this year. Oh, really? Wow. (laughs) Hot take. I got to get a hot take button. Got to get a hot take button sizzling that. Um, What about you, Tyler? Over, under 8.5 wins for the Raiders? No, I I have them actually over 8.5 wins. Okay. uh, I I see them doing better than 8.5 wins um, doesn't get you in the playoffs. Mm -hmm. Well, you also can't get eight and a half wins in a season, but – you know, it's it's that's not that doesn't put them in the playoffs in my book, and I do see them as being a playoff team, so definitely getting more than that. Okay, um, I have a slight over, so I have nine nine and eight slight over, but I I feel like eight's the right number. I don't know why I didn't go under because I I, I was like oh I think I was thinking eight. I might actually go eight and nine, but I'll I'll stick with that. I got nine and eight over just by a half a game that's it yeah okay you guys are ready to talk about the beast of the west for the last like three four five six years you guys ready to talk about that team the kansas city chiefs absolutely ready to go previewing the kansas city chiefs the big question kansas city chiefs won the division last year they made it to the um championship game where they had that second half collapse they're still trying to find out what happened to Patrick Mahomes uh they finished 12 and 5 last year so let's talk about their big question let's start with Tyler on this one what's your big question for the Chiefs my big question is just how good is Mahomes uh we know he's really good but he's lost some weapons this season so just how good is he can he make up for that this season and show us that he really is just uh, generational talent. Okay. I'll answer that for you. Yes, yes, he is. Um, well, <laughs> no, just kidding, just kidding. Jason, go ahead. What's yeah, your biggest so, question for the Chiefs? So looking at, you know, they they lost a lot of players, and it wasn't just Hill that they lost. They lost a lot on that defense. I was looking at as well, you know, Tyron Matthew, Melvin Ingram, Anthony uh, Hitchens. So they're going to be relying on a lot of young players. They are still really talented. And that's why they made the moves they made, but they're going to be relying on a really young defense. So uh, that's the biggest question to me. Yeah, no, that's, that's a good point. Lot Lost a lot of leaders, right, in the locker room. Yeah. Uh, so th- my big question, no uh, question mark, I, I I phrased it this way, no hi- no hill, no problem, question mark. So and that's my, my big question is um, I think – uh, I was a I was a fan of Patrick Mahomes coming out of the draft, so I have some sort of a flag planted on Mahomes Island. I thought he was going to be a great quarterback, but with that being said, you can't take a player off the field like Hill and expect to be as um, explosive. You just can't, you know. So I'm really interested to see if they can keep up that high level of offensive production without someone like Hill. You, I mean, you got to find a different way of doing it, but 
it's going to be interesting to see. I really think it'll be very interesting. Yeah. Favorite off-season move. Okay, guys, let's go on to our favorite moves. So I'll start with Jason this time. What was your favorite move uh, for the uh, the Chiefs this offseason? I really like the draft pick of Sky Moore. <clears throat> taking him at number 54 you know he's in a speedster and you know what it was at western michigan so you know there's a little bit of a you know a talent gap there probably he was playing against but nonetheless the tape he put together you know he looks really strong it's like he's going to be able to uh give uh mahomes uh a similar threat uh you know be able to get him in space and do a lot of damage so uh, different type of player than juju that they signed and marquez valdez scantling so i really like that that draft pick Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I liked it as well. Yeah. It's kind of a nice speech. Even if he's only like 80% of Hill, that's going to be good enough to like, you know, spread the field, so to speak. Uh, Tyler, what's your favorite off season move for them? Yeah. I had the same thing actually. They got rid of Tyreek Hill and I think they got good value for him, what they can now implement to build for the future. In year years down the road, we might look back and say, well, that was a good move. It was like a Bilicek kind of move where you dump the players before they start to go down. But the fact that they have Sky Moore, he's a fast guy. I watched some of his tape before we got on here. And I think he can uh, step into that Tyreek Hill um, wide receiver position and and deliver similar results. Okay. Yeah, that, that'll, that'll be I, – I imagine big plays with him, big plays. Um, I, I, I thought that – um, he, two, I picked out Justin Reed, the safety from Houston. So last year he had a down year, but if you go back and look at his first three years in the, in, in the NFL, he was one of the higher safeties according to PFF. Uh, and he had a down year with the Texans. No doubt. I like when, um, good teams take a good player in a bad situation that had a down year and they'll bring them into, and it's like, oh, this guy's actually really good. So I like that signing that they got. Uh, Justin Reed at safety. I would like it a lot more if they still kept um, Matthews, you know, and had those two together, but this is, you know, a good, good, at least a solid replacement in my mind. I also like the um, sort of flyer for Juju. Uh, He was a 1500 yard receiver two years ago or three years ago. He got injured last year uh, and he's had a noodle arm Ben Roethlisberger throwing him the ball the last two or three years. So I don't necessarily blame him for not having that offensive production that he did before when uh, Ben had a bigger arm. So I actually like that little flyer. It's a one year, $3 million contract. It's like, why not? Why not? You know, he's only 25 or 26. So I really like that signing as well. Yeah. Least favorite off season move. Let's uh, go on to our next category. Least favorite off-season move. Tyler, what's your least favorite off-season move? This one's tough. So the least favorite off-season move was most was really actually more of a lack of move on the off-season. They're, they're really investing in young guys looking to build um, with young guys. So it's going to be this season, it's going to be hard to tell. Did that pay off? Was that a good move? So I just kind of have to say the lack of of any big moves. They, they certainly need help on the defense. They didn't, I mean, Joe Reed, but to, to what I looked at, it didn't seem like they really did much to bolster themselves defensively. So uh, a lack of a move was my least favorite move. Okay. Okay. That's fair. 
uh, yeah, the Justin Reed signing was basically a replacement anyway. So it's like you're just really taking one guy and replacing him with another. So it's not really even a what's it called? A, like a forward move. It's more of a lateral move or whatever it's called or whatever. You know, like it just kind of keeps you at the same spot. So uh totally get that. Uh, Jason, what about you? What was your least favorite move? Yeah, I really didn't like them trading away Tyreek Hill for for them. You know, like you asked earlier, really, I felt about the Dolphins taking him. You know, I was happy to see him go. You know, <laughs> get him on out of here. <laughs> so um, yeah, I was uh, surprised that they did that. Obviously, I guess they're not going to pay him, so we got to get what you can get, I suppose. But um, but yeah, I really didn't uh, didn't like that move. I didn't think that it you know didn't bolster uh, them now. You know, it it probably will for the future, but. Yeah, I think it hurt him right now. No, I agree. I I, I think losing Tyreek Hill is huge. Um, but I'm also going to say um, signing Marquez Vendel's Scantling, like he is the forever going to take a leap wide receiver here in Green Bay for the last five years. He's just hasn't done it yet. He's never had over 700 yards receiving. Last year, he only had 500, uh, 430 actually receiving. He he's. I think they signed him like three years, 30 million. And I'm just like, I would not sign that guy. I'd rather have them traded a fifth round pick for Brian Edwards, you know, something like that, mm-hmm. even though I don't think they would have traded in division. But my point is, is um, I-, I didn't like that signing. I'm not a big fan of Scantling and I don't think he's worth that amount of money. So that would be the, uh, the, the least favorite off season move for me. That's a good one. That's a good pick right there. Yeah. I didn't, didn't like care for that one either. <laughs> Oh, he definitely burned me in fantasy. Yeah, yeah. He burned so many people because that, everybody here in Green Bay just like, oh, this is the year he's going to take that leap. He's going to be – now Lazard's the new guy for the Green Bay Packer fans. He's going to be the guy that take the leap. And it's like, guys, come on. He's been in the league for five years. That ain't going to happen, I'll tell you that. <laughs> okay, let's uh, look at this uh, next one. Um, Success or failure? What will make the season a success or failure? Let's start with Jason. What What do you think for the Chiefs? What will make it a success or failure? Yeah, that that defense being so young, you know, I look at their schedule. I think they're going to get in a pretty big hole to start the season. I'm looking, you know, maybe in as low as one and four, one and five to start. But then after that, I think they're going to take off, you know, come back strong and, um, you know, challenge the chargers for the division uh at that point but it looks to me like they're going to get off to a really slow start with that that young defense okay so like last year wasn't last year didn't they but it was offensively they kind of had a slow start and then they kind of came roaring back okay yeah uh tyler what about you so to make it a success they, again the playoffs but they need to win in the playoffs they can't just make it they've got to win and if they can play the bills in the first round and show them what's up that would be Right there, that would be a success for them. And uh, and I think that if that happened, they would just keep rolling and maybe make another Super Bowl appearance. But they definitely need to win a game in the playoffs to make it a success this season. Okay, yeah, I like that one. I'm uh, going to say it will be a successful season if the offense doesn't skip a beat. Um, so last year, you know, uh, their offense was the reason why they lost early on season, like for some reason, I don't know what happened to their offense. The, uh, in the Bengals game, that second half, it was the offense that couldn't like score a field goal. If they score a field goal, they probably win the game or whatever. Right. So to me, you lose Tyree kill. Can that offense still be prolific with all the additions that you add? 
added. If if it is, then I think they'll be fine because as much as you're right, like defense wins championships, offense is the regular season part of this. Like offense, like wins you the ring regular season. And uh, it's been the trademark for the Chiefs the last couple of years. And they've won despite their defense the last couple of years. So to me, if the offense continues to roll, they'll be fine this season. Otherwise, I, yeah, they, they might be in trouble. They might be in trouble. Yeah, for sure. Okay, any other additional questions um, for the Chiefs? Go ahead, uh, Tyler. I guess it's not a question, but a um, something I'm looking forward to. I'm looking forward to seeing if these young guys can step up and really deliver for them. And I'm, uh, again, th- they're building. It's like they're rebuilding, but with a good team. And so, um, will that pay off? Like, I'm really, I'm really interested to see how that goes because I feel like it's a little bit of a different approach than some other teams have taken uh, in building their their team. Yeah, I wonder if they feel like they could do that just because they have someone like Patrick Mahomes, you know, like so it's a little different because they kind of have this Hall of Fame level quarterback. Let's just say they feel like they do at least. So maybe they feel they can get away with that. Uh, Jason. Yeah, you know, they drafted uh, Trent McDuffie, George Parlaftis, so they're expecting them to come in, start right away, losing uh, their corner, uh, Traveris Ward. So uh, a lot of pressure uh, on their, uh, you know, guys that fresh fresh out of the draft, you know, having to step right on the field immediately. So um, definitely be uh, interesting to see how that plays out. Yeah, no, I agree. Yeah. Uh... We'll see. We'll see. We'll see what the Chiefs do. Well, you know, and their defense has always been sort of weak. So you wonder if they're like, well, if we're not, the veterans aren't working. Maybe we should just get young guys and hope that works out. You know what I'm saying? Like, maybe they yeah. just like, let's do that. Predicting the record. Okay, predictions over, under. Okay, let's start with Jason on this one. Jason, uh, over, under 10.5 wins for the Chiefs. I got them just under. I have them at 10 wins as well. So. I uh, have them just under that because of that slow start. Okay. How about you, Tyler? Uh, over under 10 and a half wins? I, I have them over. I just, you, you can't go, you can't bet against Mahomes. And even if he has like a string of bad games, he can just as quickly turn it around and have a string of just incredible games. So um, I have him going over, doing pretty, I'm finishing second in the division. So they're going to do pretty good, if, what I think. Uh, I have them over as well as at 12 and five. I, I think, I honestly think like they're going to come in, especially the offense with something to prove, Hey, we can, we can be this team. I think also not having that little security break blanket in Tyreek Hill can maybe open some things up for Patrick Mahomes that he's not always holding on for the deep ball. Um, having a little couple more weapons and Juju and the the draft pick they had Skyler there. So I, I think their offense is going to be pretty solid this year. And I'm, I, like I said, I'm a big fan of Patrick Mahomes. I think he's just so good. Um, so I have them at 12 and five this year. Okay. Final prediction. So how do you see this division finishing at the end of the year? Let's start with you, Tyler. Give us your final predictions for the AFC West. The AFC West, unfortunately, I think Jason is not going to be happy, but I got the Chargers, Chiefs, Raiders, and the Broncos. Okay. The Broncos, um, 
I'm just higher on the Raiders than I think I am the Broncos. I think they'll be close, but I think the Raiders made the playoffs last season. So um, with Devontae, I'm thinking they can keep up. And the Broncos, I don't know about that new coach. And so it'll be interesting, though, to play out because I also think all four teams could very realistically make the playoffs. So mm. it's not even like the Broncos be finishing in fourth don't have a shot. I still think that they'll – they're still a good team, really good team. So, so what you're saying basically is you wouldn't be surprised if all these teams have like nine wins. Yeah, nine. I think when I went through all of this, like looking at their schedule, and I, I could maybe just be too high on all these teams, but I have at least at 10 wins. Um, Raiders 10 and the Broncos at 10. But I have the Broncos losing twice to the Chargers, of course, and – so the, because the division, the way the division will work out, they'll end up getting fourth just because of the, the division record. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I, I could see that as well, though. Like I, I, I don't, I, I'm interested for, for Jason, but he kind of spoiled it a little bit for us about how he feels about the Raiders, but it's just like, <laughs> man, I, I just have a hard time looking at any of these teams and looking at them as like in a top 20 of even draft picks. Like I'm not, I'd be surprised, I guess. Uh, Jason, so why don't you go ahead and tell us the way you see this division finishing? Yeah, so I, I do see the Chargers uh, winning it as well, and I see the Chiefs and Broncos, you know, being tied for, for second in the division at 10. And um, like I said, the, the Raiders, I just feel like they they didn't do anything to improve. I feel like they've, they've gotten a lot worse in, in the way I see it. So I, I see them getting stomped by all the all the other three teams, not – you know, they're not going to blow out games or anything. They're all going to be close, but I just don't see them having enough when it comes down to the fourth quarter, you know, the depth factor of what the Raiders have done. I just don't see them being able to hold up in the fourth quarter against the other three teams. So I don't have them winning uh, very many divisional games. You know, they're the uh, other teams that they get to play outside of it. You know, they, there are a few easy divisions, but then, you know, so many games in the division against this tough, tough division. So um, that's why I'm, I'm really low uh, on the Raiders this year, just because of uh, the other teams. I feel like all three improved Raiders in, in my opinion did not. So that's the way I see it. Okay. Okay. Nice. Uh, I have it. Chiefs finishing first. I have the chargers second. I have the Broncos third. I have the Raiders fourth. Uh, I think the Raiders I have them at eight or nine wins. I can't remember, but eight, I think. And then the rest of them, nine or more uh, wins. Uh, I could see three teams for sure making the playoffs in this division. Wouldn't be surprised. Uh, we will be doing, just for everybody listening, we will be doing like a big season uh, preview podcast uh, where I'll invite everybody on. Uh, and we'll just have like division winners wild, uh, like we did last year, uh, wild card picks and then Super Bowl winners and all that good stuff. So uh, look out for listening to that. But I, I'm not going to make my official how many teams are coming out of this division until that podcast. So but this one, I feel like, man, I, I'm, <laughs> this is going to be a fun division to watch all year. Oh, yeah. It's going to be it's, it's got me excited to see how good all these teams are because if the Chargers are going to win it, I want them to win against good teams and be well-tested when they go into the playoffs so that they can actually make a run. I don't want them, you know, I don't want them another, I don't want another, what was it, 2008? They went eight and eight, made the playoffs. I don't, I don't want that. I want them to have to, to earn it. Mm -hmm. 
and they should they have a good enough roster to do it you know but chargers sometimes charger that's the, that's the trouble with them. sometimes <laughs> sometimes okay any final words guys before we uh jump off here uh-huh. Just looking forward to an exciting season you know excited to see uh russell wilson uh you know in broncos arms it's gonna be awesome <laughs> okay i'm excited for you guys as well i'm glad that you both have exciting quarterbacks to watch as well as well as well as well um justin herbert was taken right after tua so like two picks after so that's sad for me but i i was really excited about the tua pick i'm not gonna revisionist history i'm not about that he, that was the bright pick at the time because nobody knew justin herbert was gonna be this good but anyway yeah i i agree in fact when they picked Tua ahead of the Chargers. I was bummed. I wanted Tua over Herbert. I did not like Herbert at first, but I'm glad yeah, I was wrong. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not glad. <laughs> okay, guys. Well, thanks, Jason. Thanks, Tyler, so much for joining me and reviewing the AFC West with me. It was super fun. Um, for everybody listening, uh, we did do the AFC East. Me and my friend Avery did that, and he's a Buffalo Bills fan, so you can heal, hear how he feels about the 13 seconds. He he told me he has not been able to watch any replays of that yet, of that game yet, uh, the Chiefs against the, the Bills. So go back and listen to that. We previewed all the AFC East team. We will be doing the rest of the divisions. I think I'll have all the AFC ones recorded by the end of the week, so look out for those to drop. Uh, follow me on Instagram at nuttybuddy underscore sports. That's when I show I drop podcasts. Also, check out our YouTube channel. I'm going to be uh, posting some clips. Uh, Subscribe to it. Like the video. Uh, Thanks so much for listening. I hope you all enjoyed, and we will talk to you guys soon.